Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for Monday, June 25th, 2018. We have a 10-game slate right now. It looks like no significant weather concerns, so that's nice because there's been a lot of shitty weather lately. And kind of interesting, too, because I don't really love any of the expensive pitching options. I like a lot of cheap pitchers, but then there's also not really a ton of expensive offense I like on the slate. So not exactly sure how the roster construction will end up shaping up, uh, but I think it seems like I'm going to be going with some cheaper pitchers, stacks, and then just really expensive plugs, probably just the best hitters that fit into the remaining spots because getting into the pitchers, really the first guy that I like is Jameson Tyone at 7,900. There's a bunch of good pitching options in the higher range in terms of like good pitchers. Verlander, 13,300. I, I mean, I think it's fine. He's fairly safe, but it's not a great matchup, and he is priced up a little bit. The Blue Jays are 10th in WRC plus against right-handed pitching this year at 103. So I just kind of think it's a fair price for Verlander. I think that for the prices, there's more upside in some of the cheaper guys. And then some of the other expensive pitching options, we have Fultonavich, who's been really good this year, except he's coming off an injury, so he could be on a pitch restriction. Then we've got Clevenger. He's been good this year, except... I think that's a little bit too expensive for him. Jay Happ is a really tough matchup. Blake Snell at 10,100. That's a tough matchup for him against a healthy Nationals offense. That's also going to be an American League ballpark, so they get the DH. So that's why I don't really have a ton of interest in any pitcher until we get to Tyone at 7,900. So Tyone this year has been a little inconsistent, but overall he's been okay. And it's a really favorable matchup for him against the Mets, who have been struggling lately. Tyone overall for the year does have strikeout upside, striking out eight and a half guys per nine innings. The Mets overall this year have been decent against right-handed pitching, but they're a little banged up right now and overall 91 WRC plus over the last month of play. So Tyone, I think, makes sense at 7,900 for upside. Not my favorite pitching play on the slate, but definitely what I'm going to have in my player pool. The next guy going down that I like is going to be Jonathan Loizaga again liked him last start and he was not great in that start against the Mariners also that was a slate where I think basically every pitcher shit the bed and there were no good pitchers that night so that was something else that had me on him was there just wasn't good options for that slate but looking at his matchup against the Phillies still really good stuff for Loizaga and the matchup against the Phillies a lot of strikeout upside against right-handed pitching this year they haven't been terrible. They're 15th in WRC Plus at 96, but you look at 26.5% strikeout rate. That is the highest in baseball against right-handed pitching. So combine the factors of Loizaga, who seems to profile as somebody who should be able to strike out a lot of batters, really good stuff, good off-speed stuff, and then the fastball has been high 90s for him so far to start his career. So if you look at what he's done in his first couple starts, he's pitched a total of about eight innings, has 10 strikeouts. So I, I like the upside for him there. Uh, not my favorite pitching play either. My favorite actually going down is going to be Vince Velasquez at 6,600. Tough matchup for him against the Yankees. However, the Yankees playing in the National League, which means there's a decent chance that either Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton get rested, which would be obviously a downgrade to the Yankees' offense. The other thing also Gary Sanchez left Sunday's game with what appeared to be a groin injury. I'm going to assume that he doesn't play Monday's game, and I think he's also expected to be placed on the DL. So assuming all of that holds true, 
The Yankees' offense, not quite as strong as we would typically expect them to be. And Velasquez is just too cheap for what he's done this year. 6,600, he's averaging 16.5 fantasy points per start this year. Almost 11 strikeouts per nine innings. And the peripheral stats better than the ERA. So the 16.4 fantasy point per start could probably be a little bit higher. 4.82 ERA, not great. But 3.79 FIP, 3.6 XFIP, and the strikeout upside that I mentioned. So looking at him at 6,600, he is my favorite pitching play on the slate. There is a little bit of risk here because the Yankees offense definitely has a lot of power. And they could get into him but I, I really like the upside for him at this price tag so 6600 he's going to be my highest owned pitcher on the slate one final guy who I think makes some sense and I'm also going to use some hitters against him as plugs because I think that there's th- this game could go one of two ways that stands straight at home at 4500 against the Dimebacks 4500 is just a ridiculously cheap price for any starting pitcher. Straley's also been terrible this year, but he has a track record of being a decent strikeout pitcher and about league average. If you look at his numbers from last year, 4.26 ERA, 4.58 FIP, and he struck out 8.5 hitters per 9 innings. He's been bad this year, 4.89 ERA, 6.34 FIP, but he also started the year on the disabled list. So there is reason to think that maybe it was just injury-related, and now that he has a few starts under his belt, he could be able to bounce back. And if he's just a slightly below-average starter at a 4500 price tag, it's just too much of a discount, especially against the Diamondbacks' offense, which is 28th in WRC Plus against right-handed pitching at 82 and a 24.9% strikeout rate. Really strong matchup for Straley. He's at home. It's a pitcher's park. There's also risk because he's sucked this season, but the price, I think, just offers a lot of value. So in terms of pitchers and how much I like them relative to the price tags, Vince Velasquez would be one, Straley two, then probably Tyone three, and Loi Zaga four, and as of now, those are my favorite pitchers to roster. Moving into the offenses, I think that there's two that really stand out to me right now. One is the Mariners, who are going up against Andrew Kashner, who has struggled again this year so far. 4.72 RA, 5.01 FIP. He also, in terms of fantasy output for opposing offenses, he's really changed the batted ball profile against him. He used to be a pretty heavy ground ball pitcher. Not the case this year. He is allowing... Just a 39.5% ground ball rate, so pretty strong fly ball pitcher, and a 15.3% home run to fly ball rate. So he's giving up more home runs per fly ball this season and more fly balls, which is a recipe for a lot of home runs. The hard contact rating is about the same. It's just, for whatever reason, the pitch mix is different. I can't really figure out exactly what it is, but more, more fly balls, more home runs this year. And it seems like overall everything about him has changed because he's also striking out more guys. He's walking more guys. He was bad last year. He's bad this year, but he's bad in a different way. And the terrible that he's been this season compared to last season's is more fantasy friendly because of the home run upside against him now. So the Mariners, who are currently sitting at, was it sixth? Uh, seventh in WRC plus against right hand pitching at 106. A lot of power upside in the offense. They are my co-favorite 
stack of the slate. The other one that I really like is the Dodgers, who are at home, who might get a little overlooked in this spot because the Vegas line is pretty low for this game. But I don't really get that because they're going up against Dwayne Underwood Jr. He's making his debut for the Cubs, 23 years old, not a highly uh, not a highly regarded prospect, and he is not pitched particularly well in the minor leagues. So I find it weird that he would get the call up for the spot start. The Cubs are dealing with some injuries right now. Uh, oh, it wasn't an injury. It was Tyler Chatwood was expected to start on Sunday, but he had to leave the team because his uh, wife was going into labor. So. Underwood making a spot start, getting called up, and his minor league numbers this year, 4.27 ERA, 3.63 FIP. Last year in the minor leagues, 4.43 ERA, 4.2 FIP. Pretty high walk rate, doesn't strike out guys in the minors. There's really not a lot to like about him as a prospect, which is why I find it really odd that they decided to call him up for a start. He doesn't seem ready, nor does he seem like he's ever going to be a major league pitcher. The Dodgers' offense struggled a little bit to start the year, but they're now up to 6th in WRC Plus at 106 for the season, just slightly ahead of the Mariners by percentage points. And then if you also look at offenses over the last 30 days, the Dodgers at 119 WRC Plus. They've got everybody healthy now. They're hitting much better than they were earlier in the season. I I like the spot for the Dodgers a lot, and I don't think that they're going to have way too much ownership in this spot and I think that that is incorrect so Mariners and Dodgers I think I'm going to split them 50-50 in terms of how much I want to stack them and they fit really easily with Velazquez, Straley, Loizaga, and Tyone so we could stack those and then just go with some really expensive guys to plug in like let's see who are some of the good guys who I would like as plugs some of the some of the Indians bats I think make a ton of sense like Lindor and Jose Ramirez so that those will be the ways that I'll go to spend up at offense. So that wraps up the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at G Ehrenberg DFS, and I'll be back tomorrow to record a podcast for Tuesday slate.